0: Circle Podcast with Julie, Glenn, and Phil. Exploring and expanding the consciousness. Learning from each other. discuss and explore our journeys of spiritual development you are now tuned in to the full circle frequency hello and welcome to the full circle frequency to the full circle frequency to the full circle podcast, <laughs> we got
1: there eventually,
0: didn't we? <laughs>
2: yeah, I think that set the tone for the um, the session tonight, oh, not it? The frequency
0: hasn't it? Just <laughs> definitely. I've
2: only been in the room ten minutes. I know, you're
0: and causing havoc. Yeah. yeah, come with all these frequencies. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Hello, Phil. Yeah. How are you? <laughs> I'm all right, thanks.
0: I've had a good week. <laughs> Are you interviewing me now? Go on. I, I think I am. Let's change the roles tonight, I think.
2: Change the roles round, yes. Yeah, yeah so. I'm going gonna,
0: I'm gonna to leave it to you, Julie,
2: tonight. Uh, well, I'm going to be talking quite a bit anyway, aren't I? Yes.
0: yes. Yeah.
2: So we're going to be talking about all kinds of interesting things.
0: Yeah. Before, I'm I'm actually going to, I was going to ask you, Julie, what have you been up to lately? But I'm going to go to Glenn because mm. I know we are talking, we're, we're talking mainly with you tonight about, crystals and crystal grids and actually the adventure that you've been on this week. Yes. So so we'll come to that in a minute. How are you, Glen?
1: I'm very well, thank you, Phil. I've been very busy this week. Um, I've been putting together a course, an online course. So I've been tying up the loose ends there with the transcripts and also the audio and uh, there's some meditations and affirmations involved with this course. So I've been finalising that and so it's all ready, it's all been sent off now and it's on the verge of going live. So I'm very excited. So yeah, I feel very ac- accomplished this week for doing that. So very good. And, Brilliant. Uh, mm. thank you. So what about yourself, Phil? What have you been up to?
0: Well, I, well, July for me to be honest, July for me is um with it being our company end of year, it's been mm. it's mentally challenging, it's mentally stressful um with the end of year. Um so last night I was able to get out into Derbyshire. And just being my joy with uh, my friend Cathy. Um, out in nature, you like? Out in nature Don't for the sunset brilliant. last night. And so, do you know what? It really is where I capture and just be in my joy um, in out in nature and in Derbyshire and just well, rambling. And we we happened to come across some um, Highland cattle. So we've got mm-hmm. some really good shots, some really Excellent. close-up shots of the... Island cows last night, the, lo- the really long-haired uh, mm. ginger ones, ginger. It, is it true what they say
1: about uh, the Highland cattle? They're meant to be really chilled out, really peaceful and quite,
0: you know, they move quite slow. Yeah, absolutely. Do you know what you could get so, you can get so close to them. Right. And they're literally, because we're, where we were on... Uh, Baslow Edge, near Kerber Edge. So you've got yes. where we park. We, park, at, park at, we parked at Kerber Gap. And then on mm. either side, you've got an edge <clears throat> on either side. Um, and the Highland cattle are on Baslow Edge in Derbyshire. And they are, because it's a nature reserve, it's all closed off. Um, so the cattle can roam anywhere and very often they're mm. on the paths.
2: Can't <laughs> they? <laughs> <laughs> so you're
0: looking, <lucky, clears throat> if they're on the paths, you're looking because you can't walk off the paths in that area. Um, and last night they were they were around one of the big stones so we could get really close to them and get some really nice shots wow, of them wonderful. last night. So Yeah.
2: It looked a beautiful evening the, from the photographs. Yeah, so we it's sat we on sat on the edge.
0: We sat on the edge of the cliff with um the flask mm-hmm. of lemon, honey, and ginger tea. You're
2: getting into these you like your tea, herbal you. Oh, teas, aren't yes. you? Yeah. yeah, really. All yeah. homemade. Yes.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. I, actually, I will admit that wasn't homemade. It doesn't <laughs> matter. <laughs> Most of them oh. that you've been
2: talking about the last few weeks have been homemade. I did they? put,
0: I did put you've added. Rest. I did put added honey in, so it was partly homemade. Yeah. And I boiled the water, so yeah, I'd own it if I was you. Know, yeah. yeah. That one. <laughs> we'll Go let to. you
2: off there. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: But Julie, you've had a fantastic um, excursion this week.
2: Yes, I've been out and about travelling. So I've been to Glastonbury. Oh, marvellous. Yeah. So I've not been there for a few years since 2018. I've not been there many times, um, but I do like going there. It's a nice vibe. Um, People are really friendly. And uh, I've actually sang in Glastonbury as well. Um, At the Town Hall, I sang on an internet gig that was streamed live from the town hall. Oh,
0: right. That was
2: quite a few years ago. And it was original material um, with a band I was with at the time and also a a guy that actually lived in Glastonbury that he was writing some music as well and asked me to sing on his material. So it was a very interesting gig. It was literally, okay, here we go, and we're live.
1: (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) I've got to say, I mean, I've never been actually into Glastonbury. I've drove nearby to it. But I understand that the ley lines there are phenomenal. And I've heard quite a number of people mention, um, I think even James mentioned it, was the other other week on the podcast, that the energy there actually um, helped him ascend and helped him connect better. So did you feel any different as a result of being there?
2: I think it's... uh... It's quite a strong energy, and uh, people say a heavier energy, but I, d- I didn't find that, but I uh, had two really good nights' sleep, so uh, I think it either sort of energises you and brings you to life or it sort of knocks you out. Right. Yeah, it certainly uh, helped me with Do you know why sleep.
0: people say that it's a heavy energy there? Does that does it mean that it's? It, there's a lot of different energy? Because you're going to find at Glastonbury there's a lot of different walks of life, aren't you, and different... Different yeah, energies, different
2: there. belief systems and uh, yeah, so I would say mixed energies and some people can find that, uh, you know, tricky at first.
0: Do you think that's yeah. what people mean by heavy energies?
2: Yeah, I don't think they mean heavy as in weighing you down type, just it sort of bombarding you, I guess, isn't it really yeah, from different yeah. angles and if you're particularly sensitive it, it could, you know, be too strong for you if you're a, a sensitive energy or a, a quieter energy. For me, I I love it really. You know, sort of charges me up more really. Yeah. But yeah. I did sleep really well, and because uh, normally when you stay somewhere different from your own home, it's you it can be a bit restless, can't mm. you? You know. Yeah. yeah.
0: On the first night, yeah, 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 definitely. And the pictures that you'd put on Julie, which is brilliant. I loved the uh, the yoga pose <laughs> at, the, yeah, at the tour. tour. Yeah. That was at the top <laughs> of the
2: tour, and uh, there was only one other person up there. So it was very quiet, very peaceful. That was um, that was Tuesday evening. The, there was a bit of rain in Glastonbury. It's quite customary to have rain, apparently. Yeah. Um, but it stayed off long enough to go up to the tour and to stay up there for about half an hour. And Brilliant. And it started to rain. It was interesting you're talking about uh, animals sort of being free. There was a lot of sheep uh, up there as well and all in the fields below. And they're just roaming around as well. Mm.
1: So um, am I right in saying that you went to Glastonbury because you were on a course there, you went to a course?
2: Yes, I went to a cro- a crystal um, school course because oh. um, yeah, I like my crystal school, I like crystals in general but I'm particularly drawn to the schools
0: Okay, can you tell us about that course Julie? Because that, to me it that sounds, sounds fascinating uh, Yeah, fascinating
2: yeah, so the course was basically. I'm, I'm now a practitioner of the crystal skull. Um, well, course hold now. on a minute.
1: Let's have a pause there, and let's have a round of applause. Oh, for I that. think so. Oh. <laughs> it deserves that. Excellent work.
2: Thank you very much. Well done. So it was something I'd thought about for a while, and I just decided to, to go and do it. And I'm very glad that I did because it was really fascinating. The information about the uh, crystal skull. So first of all, I went along, not really sure what was going to be going on sort of thing, how to work with them, what they were about, why people are drawn to them and that type of thing. Um, but it was very interesting. The people that ran the course had a, a very famous skull called Jesse. Oh. And so I didn't know any of this before I went onto the course, yeah. um, but there's a... Also, another skull that is the world-famous skull, the Michael Hedges Skull. Now, a lot of people have heard of that, I would imagine, if you've looked into crystal skulls. And this is an old ancient skull that was found many, many years ago. I think it's going back to the 1920s.
1: Wow. Okay. Where was it found, do you you know?
2: I can't quite remember which country, but it was somewhere like Mexico. Okay. And it was uh, discovered by... um, a family of archaeologists um that were doing a dig basically as you do. Yeah. I don't know much about archaeology but looking for artifacts and, and possibly any remains of, you know, civilizations from before our time. And the skull was found in a cave and the young lady, I think she was about eighteen, found the skull it was sparkling from the bottom of the cave. And so they brought the skull out and it had a separate jaw piece as well, which is found somewhere in the cave further on. So they attached the jaw to the skull and she decided she wanted to keep this skull for whatever reason. I don't think she knew why at the time. And the skull was kept for many years and lots of people reported healing and different things being channeled from the skull. So that was also interesting. And she hmm. travelled uh, the world with this skull. So now going off that story, you know the Indiana Jones films. Oh, I right, do. Yes, yeah, and the yes.
0: Skull. I'll, yeah, watched that
2: one. Well, that is based on that skull. Brilliant. Wow. All right. Okay.
0: So I've just, I've, I have just got some, a, a few details on that skull. Actually. Yeah.
2: We? Okay. So
0: it was Frederick Albert Mitchell Hedges. Yes. And his. Uh, daughter, adopted daughter That's correct yeah. Anna Mitchell Hedges Yeah And it was found in Lubanton, Brit In the uh, British Honduras in 1924
2: That's it, yeah, yeah. Wow. So, uh, so basically this skull is quite famous For different channeling and healing that's taken place It's a, a quartz crystal skull With a separate jaw that attaches to it And the lady is now passed away, Anna. And so yeah. the skull has a new guardian now. I think his name Robert or Bob. And Steven Spielberg approached Hannah when she was alive and asked if he could do a film <clears throat> about the skull. And she said no. Because she didn't want the skull to be discovered basically, because it was her skull. Yeah. And she felt that it would draw unwanted attention. Right. So the film wasn't made, but once she passed over, and the New Guardian was approached a second time by Steven Spielberg, and um, he basically said, "I'd like to do a film on your skull," and so he <laughs> <You> do, <laughs> I should do, yeah, and he agreed, and hence we have the Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skulls. Okay,
0: that's amazing.
2: Yeah, yeah, but that's not the end of the story. Basically, um, the film was. It was massive, wasn't it? You know, all of those uh, films were fantastic. The government actually contacted um, Robert and and said they wanted the skull back. And it went through a court, and Steven Spielberg felt responsible for drawing this attention to the skull and actually paid all of the legal fees to save the skull from being taken back to the government. Wow. So it's quite... uh, you know, an intense story there, really. So the skull is now still with his owner and it's been saved from being put into a museum because I think really, you know, crystals are very tactile and it's good to be able to touch them and sit with them, whether it's a skull or any other crystal for that matter, you know.
0: So I've noticed that you sit with, you sit very often (coughs) while we're recording these podcasts, you sit with one of the skulls, don't
2: you? I do, Yes. So I'm tuning into the energy of the skull. I mean, it, it works with other types of crystals as well, of course, but just some people are drawn to different different areas in the crystal, um, you know, whether it's dolphins, angels, tumble stones, uh, the raw specimens. But the symbolism of the skull is we have a skull, so yeah. it's an extension of our skull to receive and give information to each other.
0: Right, okay, so, okay. So um, with the course
1: that you attended then in Glastonbury, um, what other things did you um, obtain and learn on the course?
2: So I was able to connect with schools, various schools, um, yeah. some of my own schools <laughs> and some that were at the workshop. I was able to channel uh, world healing from the skull. I was able to channel healing from a general point of view. Yeah. Distant healing using the skull, Uh, grid work, which you can use with other crystals. As we know, you can set a grid there with an intention. And we did several meditations of, you know, aligning to your skull so that your skull can not talk to you as such, um, but to tune into your vibration. And uh, it was quite emotional for uh, many people on the course and, and for myself as well.
1: Is that because it brings all the debris up to the surface to be healed?
2: I think so. I think from from me, I always feel that it's a world healing um, emotion, I feel. But okay. I think for some of the other uh, ladies in the group, it was more of a self-healing journey, and it was bringing things to the surface for them to clear. And you could visibly see the change on the, the ladies' faces and their expression and their presence. Was notably different on the second day. Mm. Is this something,
0: Julie, now that you think actually, I'm, yeah? I'm, is this something that you will roll out with and 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 show other people how to do that now, or or do perhaps do some courses on that?
2: Yes, I will be able to do courses on crystal skulls and to help people to tune into the energies of the skulls and to work with the different crystals as well, because that makes a difference. Uh, also with what you're working with and what um, crystal you choose for what area that you want to work with. So, yes, that's exactly what I'm planning to do. That is brilliant. Mm. Mm.
1: Would you say, I know you said that the, mm. the skull is tactile as well. Yeah. Is it something that you could do, say, online if if the clients had their own skull? Could you work with them that way as well?
2: Yeah, because they can still <clears> connect to their skull um, from their living room or wherever if they're yeah. out in nature. They could tune into a, a Zoom meeting or, or whatever, yeah, a Facebook Live to be able to do that. And I think they'd be quite surprised with the results. We also uh, used the scores for healing during the session, which was really interesting. And yeah. obviously I, I really enjoyed that part. Um, and so we had three people in a pyramid with their eyes closed, receiving the healing from three of us outside the pyramid and, uh, I think you know what I'm like, I'm here, there and everywhere. So (laughs) I didn't stand in one place. I worked on the three people um, each time. And so at the end, they were asked to give feedback on where they felt the energy. And after they'd given their feedback, I then explained where I'd worked on and it all matched up perfectly.
1: Oh, fantastic. Uh, Would you say as well, with the course being held in Glastonbury, where the ley lines are, that that amplified... Um, the healing sessions and also the course, you was able to pick up and retain the information you was uh, being taught there.
2: Um, yeah, I guess it would do. Uh, I think it's people do go to search for different things at Glastonbury, and like you said. There's so many different um, belief systems uh, and a mix of energy. Um, I think it's quite unique though, something like that, really, mm. um, because school conferences are normally in America, and yeah. you know it's quite a way to go, isn't it? So if I can offer something in this area, then it's a lot more accessible for people, you know. Um,
0: That's something that I'd be quite interested in. I don't know about you, Glenn, but
2: Glenn, have you, have you
0: ever used a crystal skull or? Um,
1: I've been in the presence of Julie's crystal skulls, obviously when I've received the Reiki and the healing therapies from Julie. And in fact, the last one I attended with her, if you recall, Julie, you, you placed um, a grid underneath Mm-hmm. And then you introduced. I think there was a couple of schools underneath in the grid. Yeah. And I recall shaking, like a leaf, whilst I was received before. In fact, you did any of the reiki. I noticed my arms were twitching and mm. the neck was yeah. going. So, to answer your question, there, Phil, uh, that's my involvement so far with crystal schools. Yeah. And, uh, so
0: you, so you felt the effects of crystal schools, right?
1: Yeah. 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 yeah they're mm. intense. Yeah. It's yeah. like uh, healing times a thousand. I,
2: would say. I think they've all got their own personality is the main thing, really. Uh, when you connect to your school, whichever school you've chosen, that will have a unique energy that connects to you. It's like when people choose crystals, you know, like the rose quartz for your heart centre. It may be that there's a different stone that will still work on your heart centre. I don't think it's as clear cut as and black is white, as you should use this. I think you've mentioned this before, Phil, haven't you? Yeah, About that, as long as you connect with the crystal. So I would say, as I don't think it matters what stone the the skull is or the crystal that you're working with, other than you have an affinity and you tune into the crystal.
0: The skull will pick you.
2: Yeah, I think that's true. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, they sort of look at you and... A little bit like a Keep looking. Yeah. Yeah, and you just can't sort of... (laughs) Not take them, really.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is this a myth or am I making this up? Um, do you actually put your, your thumbs in the in the eye sockets of, of this crystal skull? Can you do that or is it considered rude? <laughs> well,
2: uh, funny enough on the course, um, yeah. a lady had got a skull that she was working with and I think she did that and she fed back that the skull said, take your hand out of my eyes. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, so, I think uh, some schools might be okay with that if it's gentle, but yeah. I don't think this particular school that she was working with was very happy. <laughs>
1: uh, my uh, school uh, wouldn't want that doing it to it. So, yeah. No, no. no.
2: no not the, sure. the main thing, really, with crystals, any type, whether it's a school, because some people might think, oh, a school, you know, but it's not about death, it's about transformation, beginnings, and an extension of your own school. So it's an amplification of energies but I think the key is to continue to work with your crystals so it's no good just sort of picking them up every now and again and you know yeah. doing something where you do need to keep that bond going and you need to cleanse your crystals whether it's a skull or any other crystal each time you've used it really and you need to set the intention for how that crystal or skull is going to help you
1: When you say cleanse there, am I right in saying that you can use um, moon water to do that? Yeah. blessed by the moon? Charged water,
2: yes. Or you can charge your crystals by the moon. Some in the sun. Uh, We have to be careful with the amethyst and the coloured stones. I'll say will fade. You can also use smudge, sage and incense. And you can use uh, sound healing as well. Drums, tuning fork. You know, gongs, reiki healing, reiki healing. healing. Um, Yeah, yeah. you can sing to the skull or the crystal. So, all of that will make sure that your crystal is working Mm. really well.
0: So, a burning question, Julie, actually, upon leaving Glastonbury, Mm -hmm. how many new crystals did you come home
2: with? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Let me see.
0: How many new schools Six. did you come home with? Right. Okay. Um, oh, that's yeah. fairly moderate for yourself. <laughs> I isn't thought it? it was moderate. Yeah. 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 And so, what about size of schools? Does the size of the school matter?
2: Not particularly because once you start to work with the school, so again, it can be expense. So, if you get a smaller school and you think, well, I want a larger school, you know, or a larger crystal. Yeah. If you're working with the energy, you're amplifying it, you know. 20 30 feet straight away, yeah. So that's any crystal, really, if you're working and using the intention there. So I don't think the size does matter.
0: Size, I was particularly, I was gonna say, I can kind of answer my own question, really, because size doesn't matter, it's the intention that's it's the intention that you have, isn't it? That's correct, I suppose. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, I just love. The crystals, really. I just loved to, to see some of the large ones with the formations, really, and I'm just mesmerised with the patterns. It, that's more of what the larger skulls mean to mm. me. Uh, I took um, the large quartz crystal uh, skull with me, the mm. so the closest thing to the Indiana Jones one, and uh, put him on the altar there, and they were like, "Oh, wow, he's lovely," you know. So, uh, I've also got to name some of my skulls. Uh, that's important to have a name. Yeah. To communicate with them as well. Can you share those names with us at all? Well, I've only named two of the skulls so far. So I've got Sunbeam, which is a Starbeam skull. Yeah. And I've got Andromeda, which is the Black Obsidian um star Ooh, beam as well. That
0: sounds lovely. I'm drawn to that straight away. Mm. Andromeda. Yeah. yeah. I've kind of I've got a I've got a um title for this podcast, Glenn. It's just come through straight Ooh, away. Fantastic. What so is this? I think we're going to have to call it uh, Julie Jones in the Temple of the Crystal Schools. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I love that. <laughs> Ju- Juliana Jones. <laughs> Juliana-, Juliana Jones. I, <laughs> like, yes, that. I like that.
2: <laughs> That's fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much.
1: Brilliant. So, um, to summarize with that, then, you had a wonderful time in Glastonbury.
2: Yeah, worth every minute. It was really good. It was a long way to travel, but I really enjoyed it and you know, it was I've been wanting to do it for a while and I thought just just go for it. But I'll be able to share that knowledge now with other people. So if people are interested in obviously doing a crystal skull workshop i'd be happy to set that up
0: let's push that out let's we'll we'll get that (laughs) we'll get that instagrammed and all sorts i know angie's
2: been asking me to go to shack as well so um
0: that to be honest that's something that i'd be really interested in if you do anything online okay um i mean you could do that over zoom or anything couldn't you really yeah Uh, but that's something that i'd be interested in doing with you actually so
1: yes it does
0: sound fascinating
2: so it's a bit different, and I think, you know, it's uh, one of those things. I mean, if you'd asked me three or four years ago if I would be doing what I'm doing now, I would have never thought it, really. Yeah. It's uh, I don't – and I didn't understand why I was so drawn to them, but I do now. It sort of makes sense, and I think my connection is stronger with the skulls rather than crystals in general. So I've now focused that energy with working with You still with work with Tumblestone crystal and crystals yeah. in different ways, don't you? Because I know I that you do. use
0: different grids. Can you tell us about the grids that you use, Julie?
2: Yeah. So usually, when I've got a client uh, coming along, um, I've got a fair idea what what they want to do on that session because I try and have a conversation before the session. Yeah. And I like to set up a grid that's going to be appropriate for that person. So um, typically, a lot of people have been struggling with sleep at the moment. So. We don't really want a really high-charge grid. You know, you want something more relaxing to, to calm the client uh, yeah. down. So it induces sleep sometimes on the table, on the couch. <laughs>
0: yes, it does. <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> I Speaking wasn't saying that for well. any um, particular
2: <laughs> <laughs> reference there. Um,
0: Snore a batty
1: over there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, um, or you may find someone that that's... You know, just needs a boost of energy, so I will set the crystals accordingly, you know, to what they require. Um, Again, it doesn't particularly, you know, to be set in stone of what you're using, but I have certain, you know, crystals that work well for me that I find either, you know, energise or relax the client. So I will set them up sometimes under the the couch, sometimes on the person by laying uh, the crystals on the chakra point sometimes or around their bodies while they're on the couch. So I suppose,
1: in a way, this is a side that the the clients don't see. That preparation, that time and energy and effort that you have to put into each healing session, um, (laughs) that care and consideration. Mm -hmm. um, Yeah. You know, because some clients, no disrespect to clients, but they think that you just turn it on and then you're good to go and then turn it off again and that's it. They don't realise what goes in behind the
0: scenes they don't they don't no. see they don't see that you spend that time in meditation before they come mm. setting up the setting up setting the room setting up. The room up, yeah. setting the atmosphere the clearing energies That's and right, cleansing yeah. the room and setting the crystal grids up and getting everything ready people don't see that do they
2: no not at all they just come in and it's sort of you're ready but they they think it's just straightforward yeah you know there's quite a lot of prep work Involved before and after each client.
1: Now, you mentioned the stones as well that you would lay on to the client. Is that in relation to their chakra points, their chakra system?
2: Yeah, so if a person's having a chakra cleanse, I will douse their uh, chakras, first of all, to make sure that they are spinning and they're open if they want them to be open, because some people may decide they want to close certain areas. And the chakras open and close at will um, quite often anyway. So they may be open one week and then two or three closed another week. And that's all to do with protection, I think, as well for people. So sometimes you don't want to be open because um, energy can be obviously lost through the aura and the energetic field. So if I'm doing a chakra cleanse, I will uh, put certain uh, crystals that are known to work for those chakras After I've done that, I will then check the body um, from usually I go from the bottom upwards. I know some energy systems work the other way around, but I um, tend to find that I'm raising the energy. So I raise it first and then uh, ground at the end there, rather than pushing the energy um, through the crown down to the feet. To be honest, that's
1: how I work as well. So Mm -hmm. yeah, it's good that uh, you do that. Um, the, The stones that you use then for each chakra, could you elaborate on that?
2: What the types of stones you could yeah, use, yeah. So,
1: our, our listeners could maybe, um, mm. something that they could get involved in in their own time,
2: yeah, sure. So, I'll start from the base chakra then. So, you could use um, red jasper, bloodstone, hematite, um, jet, so anything like that, really. It's a grounding stone, smoky quartz, although you usually use the smoky quartz for um, grounding and sort of pulling away any negative energy or anything that doesn't need to be in the energetic body. So I like to use smoky quartz at the root or the the earth chakra. Mm, Yeah. And then you can move up to your sacral chakra, which is carnelian, a nice orange um, colour stone. So the base is generally red stones, but again, not set in stone. Uh, So carnelian... Uh, You could even use citrine to a point, although the citrine is normally the next one up the solar plexus. It's
0: more of a yellow, isn't it?
2: Yeah. But you could use, there is an orange aventurine, so you could use anything like that, really. Because the the sacral chakra is connected to the emotions and creativity. So you could use a different stone that uh, brings that creativity about um, so the plexus citrine then is usually a popular stone. You could use sunstone, which is also yellow, um, orange, very pale stone there. Then you move up to your heart center, which you can use rose quartz, which is a lovely pink, gentle energy from the rose quartz. Yeah, but you could use green adventuring or other pink stones, kyanite, uh, sorry, not kyanite, uh, rhodonite um, and swap it around there. It just depends uh, there are certain stones that are go to um, crystal stones that you can use. But, you know, you don't have to follow that pattern. And then you've got your throat chakra, which is normally a blue stone. So you've got lapis lazuli, which is a lovely yeah. stone there that was uh, very popularly used by the Egyptians. You could use blue laser gate, which is a gentler energy. So, again, if someone's very quiet, you may want to use lapis to encourage their vocals to be you know stronger yeah if someone's overly vocal you could use the blue laser gate to calm that throat chakra energy And then you're moving up to your third eye which generally amethyst is quite a good stone to use um you can use any other purple stones that you feel drawn to and then generally the crown center is clear quartz a master healer stone yeah you could use up off Light, um, um Selenite as well, you, you know. A lot hmm. of people, a lot of healers use Selenite.
0: I was reading a while ago about the, as, as well as the primary colours for the chakras, hmm. also using the secondary colours for the chakras. Yeah. So where you would use green for the heart yeah. chakra, um, and that fills... To, to 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 okay to put this simply how can i put it simply so the green the green using green on the heart mm-hmm. would fill the heart the heart center and charge it and um fill it with that grit that love fill it with love yeah and so the secondary color which is red would remove anything out of that chakra
2: yeah, sort of draw it away, wouldn't it? That's yeah. right. Because sometimes you need to take take out what is not needed in the energetic body uh, through the healing. But you need to replace it with something, don't you? You don't want to leave yeah. it just open.
0: Yeah, so you can use the secondary mm. colours first and then the primary colours after. Mm. I mean, I've just found that actually, and it says, um, what does it say here? the secondary colours function as an opposite or complementary coming from the other side of the spectrum. Um, For example, blue has orange as its opposite colour and the other way around. So red has green um, as its opposite colour, yellow has violet as its opposite colour and indigo has amber as the opposite complementary colour. So if you want to treat a certain energy centre, for example, the heart centre, you would usually use the green colour but it could be mm. beneficial to include the complementary colour in that case, red, as red is the colour of the root chakra. It would be wise to also pay attention to the root chakra that has a primary colour that as red. Yeah. If that makes sense.
2: Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's just another layer, isn't it? Literally yeah, um, yeah. another layer of the chakras. I mean, I tend to do the, the primary um, one because that, Tends to be sufficient for what I'm working with. Yes, yeah. As I use other elements in the healing as well. Um, You know, the crystals are just lovely to look at, and uh, some people will lie and hold the the crystals there as well. Yeah, definitely. I
1: mean, I've heard as well from various people that that colour is subjective. We all perceive Mm. colour differently, although we have uh, an agreement that red is red, green is green, and things like that. And um, I know, speaking from uh, personal experience, I have uh, color blindness with certain shades of red, right. certain shades of green. So it can I can be you know perceiving them differently. And so I would suggest to people that do perceive color differently to focus on the feeling tone yeah. of right. the focus, actual crystal. Yeah,
0: focus on the vibration yeah. of that color
1: and whatever yeah. aligns with you at that moment, you know.
2: Yeah, because I think once people are tuned into crystals generally now, um, you'll you'll get a feeling from it. And obviously it's a feeling that you want to feel, isn't it, rather than something you don't like. If you're not comfortable with it, it's not the right crystal maybe for you at that time, or it may be something that you need to go through mm. to clear for yourself healing, you know. But you have to do that in your own time, of course, yeah. So.
0: Yeah. So, what what crystals are you using today, Julie? Because you usually you're usually uh, rattling with a few, and know you're clanking through the door. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, I've got citrine, uh, funny enough, um, as uh, my pendant today. I've got um, multi tourmaline, so there's um, different colours of tourmaline there, which is protective. Uh, I've got rhodonite, which is also Good for the heart centre. And I've got garnet, which is good for strength. And I think I've got ruby and emerald earrings in. So I've got a nice blend there.
0: Yeah. Working on a few different things there then. Yeah. I have some, Not actually it's in the car, but I have bought some fluorite Mm -hmm. with me tonight. It's um, a nice stone. It wanted to just come for a ride for some reason, so <laughs> it ended up just coming in the car. Yeah. But um It's with me for a reason. So Okay. You're usually jangling. Your your pockets are usually yeah. jangling. <laughs> Let me just what get, have you got? Get my this <laughs> Just have a little,
1: uh, Yeah, so these are a staple thing for me, really. I've got the, the obsidian, black obsidian there. Ooh, I've got yeah. um, a small clear quartz crystal. And this one, I believe, is it tourmaline? Is I, that
2: black, I, you, is it? You will know that. It's
1: more of a blue colour. And right. that's, that's to is operate. Is it
2: sodalite? Sodalite for the throat? Though, it's so? for the throat, yes, yeah. Yes, sodalite. Yeah, yeah. So it,
1: it helps me with my work and and having that clear communication with giving readings and things. And obviously, mm-hmm. I use the um, the obsidian to uh, protect me. Yeah, protect mm-hmm. me and, um, and clear, clear quartz. Words, just well. just to be that clear channel. So this is a regular occurrence in my pocket yeah. so if you hear me jangling mm. you
0: know why <laughs> clear quartz is a good all-rounder isn't it it's a bit like rose quartz isn't it they're yeah. both they're quite they're the good all-rounder crystals for programming for whatever you want really aren't they
2: that's right yeah i mean i just love quartz they so pure lovely yeah
0: mm. yeah
1: I've actually got a clear quartz under my pillow upstairs in bed. Yeah. And I find it helps me to to relax of an evening, helps me to go to sleep, and it Mm. just clears my mind of that day, Uh, like a reset button almost, you know, for the day after.
2: Yeah. See, if I try that with quartz, it has the opposite effect to me. It keeps me awake, the the quartz. Yeah. What uh,
0: crystals would you use then, Julie, for relaxation? For myself? Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, I've actually got uh, Amazonite, which is a very gentle stone. Uh, Not one of the most popular stones, but it's a nice uh, calming energy. Um, And I use Terahertz. That's a really good one for me. It's a Japanese stone. Mm. Uh, I tried the quartz um, probably a couple of weeks ago, and I was awake nearly all night with it, really. Right. I I really liked it, and I just wanted to... (laughs) have it under my pillow but it, it didn't yeah, happen yeah. so I'm what you could it. also
0: do uh, Glenn as well yeah. as having them under your pillow you can put them in under the mattress in all four corners of the bed you can so they create a pyramid so you're sleeping basically in a crystal pyramid oh
1: wow Yes, that sounds incredible. So I mean, I
0: suppose you would do that in four, the four corners of the room as well, or yeah. or the extremities, the of extremities the of the house, even. Yeah. So the house is in a pyramid, but but yeah. So for any illnesses or stress or anxiety or anything like that, or or lack of sleep, you can put them in the four corners, mm-hmm. under the four corners of the, That's in between the mattress and the base of the bed. Yeah. Really,
2: you certainly can. That's a grid, isn't it?
0: Yeah. So what would you recommend
1: for, for that scenario, What crystals?
2: Well, obviously, the quartz seems to work for yourself, Glenn. So, yeah. I mean, if, if that's what you find is good, then, you know, give that a try. Um, for me, I, I wouldn't use the quartz. I mean, amethyst is a nice stone that's uh, good for sleep and relaxation and good for anxiety and anything like that, if you're worrying about anything there. so. Uh, but I think, yeah, a lot of people put them under the pillar, but you yeah. could indeed use the four corners um, so you
1: you can mix and match then the stones whichever you feel
2: yeah I think uh, the only thing I would say is certain stones are too strong to use for sleeping so okay. if you're going to mix the stones make sure they're mm. a, a blend of the more gentle stones yeah. rather than just putting you know red jasper or something like that
0: I suppose a nice rose, a, a, a four pieces of rose quartz would be quite nice
2: Yeah, yeah that's okay yeah. as well yeah rose quartz I like
1: that idea going to do some research research on that even and give that one a go
2: good so it's it's such a fascinating subject and like i say there's no set way of using crystals particularly but you do need to cleanse them when you've used them particularly if you use them on a regular basis what about putting them
0: in your water jewelry do you put crystals in have you ever done the crystal water
2: Yes, I do. I've got uh, a tumbler with the rose quartz in and I give that each day to the cat, actually. I fill it up and let the water charge up with the crystal and give it, yeah, especially for the cat, that one there, the rose quartz. Certain stones shouldn't be put into water, though, because they're water-soluble yep. uh, stones such as selenite and you wouldn't use anything like malachite or anything like that because they're poisonous to us there. You know, you would need to use a barrier, so you could use... Um, a glass of water with a smaller glass with the malachite in water in that. And that would be your indirect way of using that as an elixir.
1: Um, well, I've, I've drunk some um, infused charged water mm. before and I've noticed a difference in the flavour of the water. Yeah. Um, although it wasn't in direct contact with the water like you've just mentioned there it was in a barrier
2: yeah
1: um the water tastes more cleaner if that made sense it just had a a sharper taste to it a tank to it yeah it was uh and i did funnily enough feel more energetic after drinking it as well
2: yeah that's good
1: um so yeah i think i need to get back into that because it it did kind of blow me away a little bit. I thought, wow, you know, I've only left that, say, an hour in
2: water. And if it can do that in an hour. Yeah. Crikey. So, yeah, there's all sorts of uh, things you can do there. And if it's helping you to feel more energetic, then that's great, isn't it? Mm. Um, some people just like to get crystals just to look at them, you know, or to collect them. That's absolutely fine as well. Yeah um we all resonate to different things but for me i've always had a, a big thing for crystals
1: now me personally i don't know much about geodes okay so could you uh expand on geodes for our listeners and, and obviously for myself because yeah they look absolutely incredible and you can kind of lose yourself just by looking at them
2: sure yeah so a geode uh, you can get uh obviously they, they tend to be quite big some of them you can get smaller geodes and uh The idea of a geode is to um, influence the um, atmosphere in a room uh, or a home. So if you wanted to relax, an amethyst one is a popular one. A lot of people are very drawn to those. So it's keeping calmness in the room uh, because crystals are all different shapes and sizes. And, you know, they formulate, they've got the same formulation pattern, a lot of the crystals. But they do have different uses So that's for the atmosphere. You have points which send energy upwards. You have um, spheres that send the energy in all directions. You have your raw specimens which are really good for healing and your polished specimens that still can be used for healing or elixirs. Um, So it's really fascinating subject.
1: Yeah. Mm, Very good. I know they can be quite pricey, though, can't they? Depending upon the, the size, the that geodes. You yeah. Don't yeah. they get
0: really expensive?
1: I yeah. thought I need. I was seeing double. I thought, have I got to put my glasses on? To see how much that is. <laughs> <laughs> but no.
2: Well, you're paying for the weight of the crystal, really. Okay. Um, so some of them, they might not be really big, but you're actually paying for the weight. Of the crystal, um, and obviously the shipping from the country it's come from as well. Yeah. A lot of the geos come from Mexico or Brazil, uh, really. Okay. So it's a fair way, and they have to obviously put those prices on to them when they're coming over. They've actually doubled in price everything at the moment. Um, oh, of course, yeah, yeah, due
1: to the shipping costs and things. Yeah, um, yeah, that's brilliant. I mean, I've seen a lot of people wearing these, um, bracelets with the, do they call them with the like broken pieces of the chips? That's it. The chips. Yeah. Um, they wear different ones in, in certain orders. I mean, could you expand on that for us? Well,
2: I suppose some people may be using them as a chakra grid, really wearing okay. all the different yeah. colors. Yeah. I, I don't know if that's what you mean that they're wearing seven or eight, you know, or whatever. But um, you can use that, but you have to be careful. Sometimes mixing too many crystals together. So I think depending on what the intention is yeah. uh, for the day of what um, jewelry you're wearing, yeah, because would you, influence you, it.
0: You aren't going to want to wear um, two crystals, one for relaxation, one, one for relaxation, yeah. and and one for stimulation. You're not. You won't put those. You wouldn't put those together, would you? No, because so, it's going yeah. to have
2: a counter counter effect yeah, really yeah. you know it's sort of are we lively are we relaxed in theory it's a balance but uh, i think if you do too many things and i think a lot of people that work with crystals they may just be mixing them together sometimes and not getting the results uh that they they wanted. Mm. maybe i don't know
1: i know when it was my birthday at the beginning of the year julie you were uh, very kindly gifted me two necklaces, and you, yeah, you said that one I think was it Tiger's Eye. What one yes. was for, like giving that energy, yeah, and that upliftment, and the other necklace, oh, I forgot what it was.
2: Was it an amethyst? I think I, it was. I think it? so, yeah. And you said it yeah. has the
1: opposite effect.
2: That's correct.
1: Now yeah. I've you, I use these on occasions when I am feeling either a little bit low in energy or you know a little bit too hyperactive. And I use them accordingly. And with your guidance, you know, I've found them to work absolutely brilliant. So I'm still very grateful to you for doing that. They really, really are phenomenal how they work. That's
2: brilliant. Yeah, mm, that is good. They're only quite a small pendant. So, you know, if yeah. you're getting the results from that, then that's it, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, you know, yeah. you you go with what's working for you.
1: Yeah. Well, obviously, they'd been in your presence prior to you gifting to <laughs> <True>. me, so <laughs> it contained your energy. They were, they were well charged. Oh, dear. I, I, Sorry I about have, that. I could have ran to Glastonbury, I think, with wearing one of yeah. yeah. Now,
0: Glenn, you told me the other day that your favourite necklace was your uh, your pearl necklace. <laughs> Mine. <laughs> I saw you, I'm sure I saw you clutching your pearls the other day. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh no, that's for a not, different show. <laughs> not really. <laughs> oh dear. Um, one of my friends, uh, Anna, um, I'm not sure if you know Anna, on, on Facebook she comes under, and, and it reminded me when we were talking, that I'm, talking about Amazonite,
2: her yeah, oh, Facebook
0: okay. page is Amazonite <coughs> Griffin. Right. And she nice uses Crystal's... She 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 uses crystals in candles for healing. Okay, Ooh, so um, I'll show you her Facebook um, mm. selling page later. And the crest, crystals that she does have oil, uh, she uses different oils and crystals right. in the candles, and they work absolutely fantastically. Really, they are the brilliant. It's brilliant what she does. Excellent. But at some yeah. point, we'll have her as a we'll as get a her guest. on as a yeah. guest
1: yeah. I actually. Like that Concept yeah. actually. Yeah. sticking all the boxes, isn't it?
0: Yeah.
2: So really, it's uh, just in a world of crystals, I am really. And I do like to use a lot of them, so I do have to be very, uh, you know, I have to use my restraint and think I must, you know, (laughs) keep them apart and work with them separately. You know, it's like a Mm. sweet shop. (laughs) 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 Except you can't eat them, of course.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I've got to say, though... um, there must be go-to stones that um, that you would recommend for people with certain ailments, any mm. sort of health problems. You know, for example, if somebody was experiencing uh, like migraines on a, on a regular basis, is there yeah. a, a crystal that you could advise them to try?
2: Well, amethyst is usually really good for headaches and okay. uh, sinus issues. There. Um, so you could uh, you could lie around some crystals, so, uh, you know, have a grid at the top of the head. Yeah. You could actually place uh, crystals onto the head as well. Obviously, the uh, the person would need to lie still and, you know, give it about 15, 20 minutes and it should ease the symptoms of the headache. I'm not saying it would completely clear, but they yeah. should feel a lot better. Or they could sit and hold them. It depends where the person is really, really. Um, But sure, the the amethyst is a a good all-rounder there for general health. Brilliant. And would Mm. you um, have any suggestions?
1: Say people that experience like upset stomachs, you know, that can't quite process foods uh, like other people. Is there some sort of stone that would help them with that?
2: You mean um, to sort of calm that down? Um, Yeah,
1: to kind of neutralise their digestive system and help them process foods um, and things of that nature.
0: Hmm.
2: Well, I mean, citrine is always used generally for the solar plexus. I was going to say,
0: would you use would you kind of use the crystals that you would use around? Oh yeah, around around the the stomach. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean,
2: I I would. I mean, when I was uh, doing some healing uh, the other week. the lady was obviously relaxing and I worked on the stomach area and at the end I, I asked for feedback and she, she felt it in the stomach. So I did work with the citrine um, and it worked well for her there. Fantastic. So I, so I think really it's just work with the chakras first of all, to clear your energetic yeah. self. And then you could look at a second layer like Phil was describing there with the secondary colours. Mm-hmm. And then you could go to a crystal that's more specific, but it usually would have cleared before you get to that stage, I would say, uh, if not completely, but at least
1: improving. Now, there's an image that's just come into my mind. I'm sure it's from my guide, so I've got to say it. Um, They're showing me somebody with their feet in a bowl of water, some like Himalayan salt or something like that, something soothing. But is there a way that um, if you were to do that, um, you could arrange crystals in that bowl of water to right. to aid that aid that relaxation.
2: Yeah, you could certainly use uh, amethyst and rose quartz. I suppose if the person just wants it for relaxation, they would be the go-to stones. I would recommend. Um, if they wanted grounding, however, you know you could use smoky quartz. Um, but just again, make sure that it's not uh, you know going to be uh, damaged by the water if you use no tumble stone you should be okay yeah um, but uh, certain you know crystals don't like water at all really you know
1: and i've i've also got to ask are there stones that you could associate with certain uh, situations such as for example if you were to do a lot of traveling uh, would there be a stone to uh, to help you whilst you're traveling to keep you safe calm relaxed and and protected whilst you're doing that
2: yeah, well, you I would uh, tend to use tourmaline, black tourmaline. Okay. You could use other colours of tourmaline if you're drawn to the colours. Black obsidian is another good one there yeah. to be used. If you're travelling in a car, clear quartz is good for your engine. It helps your your fuel. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's worth knowing, isn't mm. it? Mm. So, you know, there's there's many stones for protection because a lot of them do lots of different things. That's the confusing things with crystals because you think, well, hang on a minute, you know, you don't use that for that, you'd use that. So I think you just have to take a bit of a blend from, you know, the recommendations of the crystals. Uh, But generally the black crystals are protecting. So if you were on a journey, you could use those. Uh, Ruby's very protecting and garnet as well. That's the strongest stone.
0: Some of the bracelets, I know we were talking about the bracelets earlier, but earlier, uh, but a lot of them are, you get together, they come together as hematite, black obsidian, and tiger's eye, don't they? So yeah. those three work really good together mm. as a bracelet, don't they?
2: Yeah. And so that would be probably quite popular, yeah. you know, for, for men, you know. It's quite not a mas- necessarily, it, it but... looks quite
0: masculine as yeah. well. Yeah.
2: But to, to be fair, I mean, I like tiger's eye as well. It's very good for courage and for confidence, mm. you know. So you could use that in, the, a, in effect the, for yeah, the solar plexus yeah. as well, actually.
0: The eye of the tiger.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dan, 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 dan. I mean, I like a lot of the strong. <laughs> um, Crystals. I mean, ruby's strong, garnet's strong, um, citrine is a strong stone, quartz is strong. So I'm drawn to all of the strong stones. I've just realised
0: I have all the crystals. I have garnets in you the You have ring. garnet, yeah. Oh,
2: nice one. That's a strong
0: stone. Mm. Do you know what I've actually really enjoyed? <laughs> Thank you. That's been a brilliant introduction to what Julie's been up to this week.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so- <laughs> <laughs> So, uh,
0: so what's the topic?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Juliana Jones. Like, I like that. That's got a good uh, good sound yeah, to it there. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for uh, interviewing me. And I hope it's been interesting for the listener. If you are interested in pursuing a... Uh, uh, a crystal uh, course of some kind. I'm sure I can accommodate, and either online or yeah. in person.
0: If you uh, want to practice as on a Facebook live, that would be yeah. oh, quite an idea. Yes. Oh yeah, let's get let's get to practice on us, us Glenn, and then uh, yeah, yeah. I don't mind being a guinea pig. Yeah, yeah. Um, Not a
2: problem. See if we can get you to connect uh, to a skull or, or a crystal in general. You can apply it to anything really.
0: Actually, I know we've been. We've been having a few, a few, a couple of different chats and meetings about planning for our for the for the for the actual podcast, and I know we've been talking about um, doing something for doing something around Patreons and things like that. Haven't we? we've it's, We've mm. been talking about that, yeah. But maybe that's something that we could offer to some of the listeners uh, in the in the coming months and things. So, yeah,
2: yeah, sure. Actually, I think.
1: That would be interesting, actually. Yeah, to explore that a little bit more with all of our individual, obviously, yeah. gifts and talents. Yeah, mm-hmm. could bring it all to the table for the listeners.
0: Yeah, definitely. Because we are actually, I'm, and and actually, I will say, I am so pleased to see our community growing and growing, and it's becoming. Mm-hmm. It's 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 setting out. It's 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 getting to where actually that idea that we had. Six months ago, seven months ago. Is it only yeah. seven
2: months? <laughs> yeah,
0: it's it's coming into it's 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 coming into fruition, isn't it?
2: Yeah, I think it, it's our, an organic build, yeah. isn't it? A slow build up there,
0: and our community is growing lovely, and we are family, as Instagram says. Yeah. Definitely,
1: so. yeah, and uh, you've you've just set up our Instagram. account account there haven't you on yes, instagram yeah, can yeah. you explain to uh, the listeners where they can find us on there please? yeah
0: so actually anybody can find us on full circle back to oneness on instagram mm. um if you find any of our individual pages so you've got myself you're on glenn yeah julian are
2: you on instagram i'm julie. not at the moment but i think i need to Definitely. i think yeah. we can
0: set julie up in the Thank next you. 45 minutes can't we glenn join oh. the revolution yeah. absolutely <laughs> i'm ready <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.
2: yeah. Oh, well i've Brilliant. really enjoyed it actually i hope i've been informative there and i've not just waffled on about different things no, do you know what
0: i've really enjoyed that
1: and um, we, we didn't give you um, a big build-up, so, no. you know, instead of doing that, I think you deserve a massive round of applause for that.
0: Yes, so well, well done, Julie. Thank you. Second one, second round of applause tonight. Well done. Gosh, I am
2: honoured. Yeah.
0: Amazing content there. Thank you.
2: And no prep, I have no idea what you were going to ask me no, to be No, well, first, it's nice so. to
0: have it, so it's just really quite nice and organic, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah, brilliant.
2: So it's by from me, Scully.
1: <laughs> Scully, I like that. <laughs> oh, that's your new nickname. I like Yeah, Julie Scully. I like that. Uh, yeah. Thank I like you.
0: that. <laughs> Namaste, everybody. Thank you very much for joining us this eve- uh, for this podcast. Thank You're you. Very Julie. Welcome. Thank you, Glenn.
1: Thank you, Phil. It's been uh, an adventure as always. Uh, ad- an
0: adventuring.
2: Adventuring. <laughs> yeah.
0: Namaste. <laughs> Thank you for listening and continuing to support the Full Circle podcast. We would love for you to subscribe and share. Don't forget to find us on our official Facebook page. Until next time, have a good time, all of the time.